0: Merry Christmas, everyone! You're listening to the Canby Christian Church podcast. This is the On Sunday episode, uh, the one where the pastors of the church get together in a dank basement this week on a Tuesday to talk about what happened on
1: Sunday. I'm Cody. I'm Aaron. I'm Rob, and it is two weeks away from Christmas. From so Christmas, but it's the Christmas season. That's why I led with Merry
0: Christmas because I didn't get Christmas theme music for the podcast. Oh, that's true. You could have done that. So I led with Happy Holidays.
2: Did did we talk last podcast about well, Yes, we are having church on Sunday. Yeah, we and did. we made the we made the little joke about it's Christmas for crying out loud. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's Sunday for crying, for crying out, out loud. Louder. Which I
0: totally botched in the announcements, but You well, <laughs> and
2: you and you only did it for or second <laughs> I service. I forgot
0: about it and then I tried to go for it again and it was like cuz I led with Christmas. Wait, no, no, I led with Sunday. It's supposed to be it's Christmas for crying out loud and it's a Sunday for crying out louder. Or is it the opposite? Yeah, no, no, that's right. That's right. right. I misdelivered it. No, I think
1: you delivered it right. Uh, But I wasn't there. I was watching from home because I was not feeling well. (laughs) And we were
2: talking about this because you could have made a little bit stronger point because there certainly are probably some people wondering Oh, they are having church on Sunday. It's like, are we even asking this question? Like, sure, (laughs) we will modify. Sure, we'll, you know, but we're going to gather. Yeah. And uh, because it's Sunday for crying out louder. (laughs) Yeah. And (laughs) anyway, I I have more comments to say on that. But for the sake of everyone else, make a comment. (laughs) We are meeting on Sunday. Well, I think Christmas Day.
1: Judging from the post by the Chamber of Commerce, there's a good number of churches in our community that are still meeting on Sunday.
0: Oh, dude! I mean, mm. but there's My some who are so. choosing
1: not to. But well, the
0: Chamber of Commerce Post just had
2: us and Bethany,
1: and the no, they had a few more. They had the uh, the
2: Foursquare Church, and they had the Alliance Church.
1: Not the Alliance. Oh, they didn't. No, they they're didn't not have in the, the Alliance.
2: Chamber.
0: And the Foursquare Church is an online one f- only. It's f- not a right. It's right. not a Sunday. Well, they're gather.
1: not meeting on Christmas. Yeah, uh, yeah. like in person. But that's, I was, what I, that's
0: what I thought you were saying. Churches that were actually meeting on Christmas morning.
1: Well, that church by your house. I mean, it's you know. I think that one just had a Christmas a Eve church. service. No, they have a Christmas Day. Yeah.
0: Where is it? At I any mean,
1: rate, now now we're like, I'll show you. I'll find out.
0: Yeah, we're all over the place. Um, the but, Chamber of Commerce. Though, as I thought, that was kind of neat that they that they threw that together to you know. Yeah, that was churches so, that are members of the chamber and can be Christian United can Methodist be the Methodist.
1: Oh, they just have a Christmas Eve.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying
1: interesting yeah that they so would, the Methodists i, would, I read it that. i read
0: the thing and the, they have our our service time wrong it's
1: 10 a.m
2: yeah not 10 that's 30 okay. but that's okay
1: <laughs> the methodists are forsaking the lord's day that
2: is so okay. strange well oh they're <laughs> trust me dude they're forsaking a lot of things dude. Over <laughs> unapologetically and it, i mean that's just common knowledge they're forsaking the gospel but that's a whole other subject Anywho, so uh, how was your week, Cody? <laughs> it was good. How was your week without a
0: boot? Dude, so good. I'm loving being out of this boot. I, uh, I'm i still pretty sore, though. Every once in a while, I'll twist it wrong. Oh, or all. So I'm in a brace, though, that keeps me from doing that for the most part. Or I'll, like, forget and I'll try to run on it or something, you know? Because I'm, like, a, you know, jittery
1: active guy you know Mm. like i run up the stairs like i you know what i mean yeah uh you run down the stairs that's the worst yeah because every time i'm going down the stairs with you i hear out
0: yeah once the boot was off it was just like i went back to like normal like you know running and jumping and you know (laughs) like playing the games with the youth group kids and like it's not it's not ready for that
1: (laughs) we're not as young as we once were cody right exactly we're, Get, I'm getting old. We're almost hitting middle age. Mm-hmm. I am middle age. That's what I've already said. Yeah. Really? You've come over the hill. You've declared it. Yep. You are only living twice your current age. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> a,
0: yeah. That's what Emily said. She's like, "You're gonna live past 70. and I just said, "I, I lead a very unhealthy lifestyle, <laughs> but I do not plan on changing." Stop
1: it! Stop it! <laughs> Uh, yeah. Not quite. We're. I feel like we got a couple years before we officially hit middle age. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it was a good. week I mean, I
0: had a little extra to do cause I preach those sermons. So mm-hmm. That always adds a little, a uh, little bit extra stress and a little bit. I didn't. Uh, I didn't stress too much. Sometimes I'm like pretty freaking out
2: mm-hmm. over a sermon.
0: <laughs> and it wasn't that bad this time Mm -hmm. yeah well because you you already preached it yeah exactly (laughs) most of the biblical research although i did i probably did about the same amount of bible study as i normally would Yeah. yeah like i did use some of what i learned in the last time i studied it but uh i don't know yeah i just like i can't like shut off you know, the desire to like explore and like, I read that commentary last year, so I'm going to read this commentary. You know what I mean?
2: Well, I was going to, I was going to leading into the Bible talk. I was going to ask you more about that experience of preaching the same text within the, a year. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just something that we're going to, if you teach the Bible for long enough, you're going to run into that. Right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we'll come back to that Yeah. because yeah, I was sure. going to ask more on that. Rob, how was your week? uh it was think back to like wednesday okay wednesday Le- of last week some something happened
0: it? something happened on wednesday
2: yeah like uh you know you got a random phone call and it <laughs> i'm just i'm just i'm teasing Ron. yes
1: this week was an interesting <laughs> week uh well first of all i totally I was, threw you under the bus on i that. think unless i'm yeah i was <laughs> without my wife she was in chicago yeah last week did so. she have a good trip uh, she did. Yeah, she did. Of course, she was, you was know, it snowy? saddened. It did not. S- well, you know what? It did a little bit when she was leaving. Nice. So she had a slight delay, but most of her travel was pretty easy. Um, but Friday, I had to go pick her up, you know, in Portland. <coughs> but it was like her flight got in around five. It was kind of the worst time to drive into the city. Oh, totally. Anyways, it was like really bad. The weather wasn't good. There was a few car accidents. So it took me like an hour and a half to get into Portland to pick her up. And normally it takes li- like 30 minutes, you know, so it was not fun. Um, but gotta, other than that.
0: We got to get her to bring home a, a pizza
2: next time. Yeah, deep dish? Yeah, yeah
0: I've never had a Chicago uh, deep dish pizza.
2: Will you know, will you it know, bro. Last? Will it like? I'll be I honest. honest. I I'll be honest. It's not everything is cracked you up. You don't like me. it. I mean, I was just there in the summer and yeah, yeah. you go. But I guess I went to like the... Uh, did you go to subway? I, I went to the subway. <laughs> I, went to the, I went to the, the subway. What, what, what subway is to sandwiches, the place I went to is like that version of their pizza. Oh, you know, it's uh, like, then you can't. Yeah, that's, you come can't, on. But it, I mean, dude, it took 45 minutes. You order the pizza and it's like, okay, oh, we'll yeah. have it out to you in 45 minutes. I'm like, oh my gosh. So it was better than subway in that sort of analogy. But there's other places that are probably more unique. And make a more yeah. legit deep dish pizza. Yeah, but I don't know. I I'm mean, there
1: was a spot in Redlands, California, mm-hmm. that made Chicago style. There was a guy from Chicago, I think that. Owned that's the right. Restaurant. That's right. I remember that. And they, they it took an, it took forty five minutes, and it was really good. But it's hard to say, like, oh, this is authentic. I don't know. I'm not in Chicago. Yeah. I'm in California. The, but
0: the kids' ministry director at my uh, two churches ago church, uh, she was from Chicago, and on their anniversary, they would order a pizza from their favorite pizza place in Chicago. It would be shipped to them. Wow. Like, frozen with directions on how to like oh, bake it, awesome. when to add this extra cup of sauce, like all that
2: stuff. That's really cool. So
0: uh, yeah, we got to get Mallory to bring one back.
1: Maybe, <laughs> maybe one day. Okay. Yeah. So
2: Rob had, had a tough week going yeah, up to, uh, going up to hit, the,
1: <laughs> um, and then I just wasn't feeling good. Saturday, Saturday was fun hanging out with the Simons and a bunch of other people. Yeah. At Ben's birthday, birthday, birthday party. Cool. Uh, which I was feeling great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like later that night I just started, I don't know, something I ate, I think didn't agree with me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so Sunday I woke up, I was like getting ready to come cause I was going to play Cajon and you know, do everything I do on Sunday. And I, unfortunately I was like, I just can't do it. <laughs> I don't want to chance it. I don't feel good. I stayed home. <laughs> so it was kind of a bummer, but, um, I did watch and, uh, and all that fun stuff mm-hmm. so did cool.
0: you play cajon like while
1: yeah, watching yeah in my bed home? yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was just thinking about it
2: <laughs> oh my god no, but
1: you did honestly cody you had a lot on your shoulders <laughs> you you sang every song because there was another member of the team that was out sick
2: yeah laura uh, laura lost her voice yeah savannah, savannah, was, out savannah sick. was
0: sick laura was yeah maybe not sick but lost her voice and yeah. just came and tried helping tried. Yeah. <laughs> which i
2: man i commend trying you seriously know? yeah
1: yeah she had no voice by the end of the morning yeah, yeah. i mean jeff did a great job on keys but it, that's just hard when a bunch of people who are supposed to be on the on the team aren't there and it's like yep. you have to kind of and then on top of it you're like thinking through your sermon you're about to preach that's a lot <laughs> yeah but, it happens uh, but yeah I, the, the
2: whole thing was just a, a big old move to help cody realize that he can't keep doing that to me <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, Aaron's on the done same it too. <laughs> it's it's fun though, um, but it it's not fun when you don't have other people singing with you, <laughs> yeah. or like leading the songs for you. Right, you know, it's all good. La- the last time I led and did that, a month when was it? A month ago or a yeah. little over that? It was. Uh, I, I think I led one song, so mm. other people were singing. Yeah. Um, so then I saved my voice by the end, you know. But anyway yeah well and I probably could have got you to lead worship this week but no I always feel no. bad
0: I feel bad dropping like Christmas songs on anyone
2: but myself. sure it <laughs> is difficult I no. I, I would have said no I would have said oh you no. would, have said no. I would have said no I didn't even you're, ask you're doing it you're doing it I don't want to do it N- yeah Christmas no. songs are tough they are yeah um how about uh how about you Aaron yeah, since Rob avoided it, um, I'm I'm not really going to get into it. But it was it was a pretty weird week for me. Had some uh, more personal, I guess, uh, information dropped on me, and and Rob was really aware of it, and it was somewhat depressing. Um, you yeah. know, I I guess it was a a good reminder about. I I don't want to be overly vague, but it's just there's a lot of people out there struggling Mm -hmm. you know well it's like this you think people have it all together until they don't yeah and it's i had a good reminder this last week to make sure that i don't take for granted um how healthy our church is right now number one that i also don't uh stop ensuring that we have layers or measures of accountability, um, Mm. within our church. And, and for anyone listening, I'm not talking about anything specifically in our church. It was more something I heard or we heard that happened at, at another church and, uh, that we're close to and familiar with. And so it was just a good reminder as the scriptures say, take heed lest ye fall. (laughs) Um, you know, when you see things going on, Instead of saying "How dare they or how could they, that's sort of blind arrogance to think that you know things aren't happening right in our own hearts or in our own uh churches or families or yep. whatever it is right and so anyway it was it was a time to take inventory a time to pray um but it w- it was kind of I was a little rocked this yep. last week um by some by some information mm, and yeah I'm sure a little discouraged by it but but trusting that God uh, will use it all for good and uh, hopefully to bring repentance and refreshment in people's lives. So, but it it was just a reminder that what burnout can do in, in people and you end up doing things that are totally out of character. And so um, just, I, I read for the huddle in Hebrews 10, where he talks about stirring one another up to love and good works. Like we need to be, constantly doing that, stirring each other up, um, and encouraging each other to continue to press on and holding one another accountable. Cause man, it it can all fall apart pretty quick. So anyway, that's kind of a mm. little summary of my week. Yeah, that's good. But was thankful to, uh, have another week off Yeah, <laughs> and, um, you know, go, just go to church, Yeah, which was kind of, you know, that's cool. always a good thing for any, um, actually we're we are gonna start reading a book Uh, the book is titled preventing ministry failure and I remember (laughs) one of the lines in the book talking about people who work in a church or or who are really involved in church even if they're not on staff one of the lines in there is like you need to go just go to church yeah because sometimes when you work at a church or when you serve in a church uh, pretty heavily you know, a year goes by and you're like, dude, I haven't just sat in a church service right? and just worshiped, heard the word, fellowshiped. Mm. Um, you know, you always have something obligation that you have to fulfill. And man, that's when things can get really bad because your, your soul yeah. isn't being fed. Um, it's so interesting, anyway.
0: too, because I think there's probably been times in my life where I'm like, man, to be cool. Like I got the week off. I don't have to go to church. You know what I mean? Mm. Like that like that was the attitude. And like when I wasn't probably as healthy, Mm -hmm. but now it's like, dude, I get to just go to church. It's like totally different. And like probably reveals a little bit about how stressed I was in ministry Mm -hmm. or not, you know, but now I'm like, yeah, I'm excited to go to church.
2: Just go. Yeah.
0: like to go and like worship when Mm -hmm. I'm not responsible for it. (laughs) Like that feels good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So it's, yeah, it is kind of an interesting totally uh think for someone who their job is to facilitate right any part of a church service like when you don't have to do that anymore you don't want to like just escape church <laughs> yeah <laughs> you want to go to church and and just be fed by the people who are now facilitating it instead of you yeah yeah no for sure
1: well this sunday was the first <coughs> sunday i've missed since i've moved up here are you serious yeah no i haven't not been at this church on a sunday since wow that day.
0: that's
2: crazy yeah, that is pretty cool. Yeah, because even your vacations, you've come back.
1: Yeah, my vacations, I don't schedule on the weekend.
2: Are you sure there wasn't one Sunday you were sick early on? No. Huh. Mm-hmm. I don't, I think he's right. Pretty positive. Cause That's it, crazy. I,
1: I felt I felt very strange. It was like, it was it was sort of strange, you know.
2: Dude, uh, imagine how we felt when we like closed down for COVID.
0: Yeah, try sitting there watching it
2: on Easter. <laughs> yeah, watching yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that you recorded on, on day. <laughs> so dumb. it was the worst oh my goodness those
1: days are behind us boys that's right yeah but cody so
2: you you preached this week yeah you preached on luke 2 when uh, the angels appear to the shepherds who were keeping watch over their flock by night obviously probably one of the most classic classic famous sort of christmas stories mm-hmm. um but you preached this last year and you kind of emphasize the theme of joy because obviously th- that that theme is just bursting out of it. But my question is, what was that experience for you before even getting into yeah. this of like, I'm re-preaching this? What, what were some of the things you were trying to avoid? Or, or maybe here's another question. Did you look back at your last sermon and say, wow, this was really good? I don't know how I can approve on this. <laughs> or did no. you look at it and go, "Did I really preach that? Oh my gosh, I'm embarrassed."
0: <laughs> I mean, neither one, neither one of those. Like I probably could have preached the exact same sermon again, and like it would have been fine. Yeah, yeah. Bible teaching wise, sure. You know, um, but I did refine my main point because uh, uh, the main point last year was something like, uh, you know, fear gives way to joy. As the glory of God embraces humanity, Mm. which is like, I mean, it's a fairly good point still. It's like fits. But as I was reading it this year, like immediately (coughs) I was looking at the sentence, fear not for I bring you good news of great joy. Mm -hmm, You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like the, the fear, like the glory of God is what makes the fear come. Mm -hmm. And there isn't really like, oh, but now you, you know, now it's cool. The, the joy comes from this good news being proclaimed to the people. You know what I mean? And I yeah. think that's where I just kind of refined that point. It's not like either one was bad, right? but I did feel like I was able to kind of sharpen it a little bit more. Sure. And, you know, we've been talking a lot about the purpose of the church and the purpose of the church being to proclaim the gospel. Yeah. Like, There's lots of other good things you can do, but it's not the main purpose of the church. Um, and so I felt like that, that stood out to me more. Sure. As like probably like the proclamation of the gospel is probably a bigger point here than Mm. I gave it credit for. Yeah, last Last time I was
2: looking at this. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's interesting you say it that way. So you're some something for anyone listening uh, here is what one of the things I noticed in this text is that it begins with these shepherds, and then it ends with these shepherds. So this is a classic plot arc s- narrative mm-hmm. style yeah. where there's a setting established in verse eight. Uh, there were in the region, shepherds keeping watch over the flock. Okay. That's the setting. The conflict happens when all of a sudden an angel of the Lord appears and then fear strikes them. Right. And then you have this sort of rising action with the angels declaring to them, fear not I bring you good news, blah, blah, blah. And then there's a resolution or the climax of the story is glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among it. It's like that proclamation. Then the angels went away. And then the resolution is when they make haste mm-hmm. and they go and they want to see this thing and they, they see it. There's the baby they make known. Um, and then there's the new setting in verse 20 and the shepherds return to glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. And in regard to that structure, something that we've been learning through like the Simeon Trust stuff and like uh, the process of pr- preparing a sermon is the structure will reveal an emphasis. Yeah. But the emphasis, like what is the the thing that the author is highlighting, is not the same thing as what the author is trying to persuade his audience of. Mm,
0: okay.
2: Yeah. And, yeah. and, and so to me, those are really difficult to like discern Yeah, not just discern, but communicate, articulate. Uh, and so what you just said to me, your last year's main point sounds more like you're just revealing the emphasis. Hmm. What, what was it again? It was like, uh, Uh, God's glory, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The
0: glory of God embracing humanity is what, is what makes the fear turn to joy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And that's like, that's the emphasis. But this year, it sounded like you were actually trying to persuade me based on that emphasis mm. of something else. And what was the point this proclaim year? Proclaim the gospel. Proclaim the gospel. But it was like uh, joy. Fear there was a, gives
1: way to joy when the gospel is proclaimed. Was yeah.
2: Main. Yeah. And it's like that is actually like uh, a confronting me on something. Right. It's an or, argument. It's an argument. Yeah. It's trying to persuade me. Yeah. that that is a path to joy yeah, mm-hmm. or a way of expressing right. joy. That you
0: should proclaim the gospel in places you want there to be joy. Mm. You should listen to the gospel being proclaimed if you want to right. inspire joy, joy, in joy in your life. Yeah, yeah. yeah right, right,
2: yeah. right, right, right. So in in that sense, there there was, uh, I don't know, improvement may not be the right word, but... I'm fine with that. Sort of like (laughs) you did refining refining (laughs) this was a better sermon. It didn't get worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as you yeah. To me, that is the difficult in preparing a sermon is like it's like what is the text saying? I can just regurgitate what it's saying. What does it mean? Yeah. That's the next layer, you know? Like I can I can tell you what it's about, but I what does it mean for me? Why does that matter, you know? That that transition or the way you communicate that obviously means everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I think that's the thing that oftentimes we need to work really hard on being clear on yeah. is what is this, what is this text persuading me of? Mm-hmm. Um, wh- and why, why is it here? And anyway, I, th- I really enjoyed your point nice. um, this year because yeah. I felt like it was trying to persuade me of something.
0: Um, the other thing is the last year's I hadn't, uh, I mean, this was something I was reading in my research. It's not like I just noticed it, but I hadn't noticed that pattern of the birth announcements. Um, you mm. know, the way like those three stories get told all, you know, pretty close together, all with the same structure. Um, and how that would drive the emphasis also to like God's work his this miraculous work he's doing is inviting a human response and a human partnership with mm. what he's doing like for he could do any of this all by himself but three times in a row he invites random flawed people mm. to like be intricate parts of what he's doing you know yeah
2: Yeah, I thought... Which is us, Yeah, we
0: proclaim the gospel.
2: (laughs) It was cool listening to your sermon because a lot of the stuff you brought out, we talked about in our life group on Thursday. Cool. But so again, going back to that structure piece of the narrative style, there's a setting, you know, conflict, rising conflict, blah, blah, blah. The new setting, it, it begins with these shepherds and it ends with these shepherds. Now everything in the middle... You know, the angel, Mary, you know, they come to Mary, and all these things. like those are all characters. But by the way this begins and ends, <clears throat> clearly the emphasis on these shepherds mm-hmm. they're they're kind of the main characters of the story. and you you brought up some things about the shepherds, and w- what is the significance, I guess, of the shepherds, their inclusion in the story? Obviously, it's a historical fact, so we're he's just retelling history. But why? why shepherds Mm -hmm. and what does that matter to to us as we read the story yeah i guess i'm just asking are you you asking i'm asking you to regurgitate (laughs) what you said in the story
0: yeah i mean i think it showed like it it wasn't fancy powerful you know like it wasn't people who could go and make new laws based on what they just heard Mm -hmm. they couldn't you know they wouldn't have had great influence on the religious people around them Mm -hmm. it was common people um, and it just, I think it emphasizes the upside downness of yeah. what Jesus is doing, what the kingdom of God is like.
2: Right. Yeah, because it's interesting. The angel says, fear not, for behold, I bring you good joy, good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Yeah,
0: but I'm giving this message to people who probably will not be able to get this message to all people. Like if I want it to get totally. to all the people, I give it to Caesar. He puts out all these edicts. You know, like we're good now. But. Yeah,
2: but but for people like shepherds, uh, assuming Jewish, you know, people, yeah. they're living under Roman oppression, Roman rule. Um, they're thinking, man, I don't have any good news <laughs> uh, in, in my life. You know, I don't have great joy overwhelming in my soul. and And then they're saying, obviously, now these angels are there. And there's good news of great joy that will be for all people, including nobodies like us, mm-hmm. like the people nobody in society is thinking about or cares about or considers, and yet, and yet here's these angels and they consider them. And I think that is obviously one of the stronger applications that Luke is trying to make here is to anyone reading his gospel, this good news is for anyone, for all people, mm-hmm. including if you feel like there's... No, I, I guess there's some people like on the spectrum It's how could God love someone like me and how could God consider someone like me? I'm, I'm just a nobody in the crowd and yet he sees you. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's obviously one of the stronger elements of this is that God, God sees the lowly. Uh, he sees the social outcast. Yep. He sees the person that thinks no way God could love or care about or think about someone like me. And uh, so, anyway, I think that's a, a strong feature of the story, and I think that you brought yeah. it out pretty well. Because Yeah,
0: I mean, then what's that gospel go on to talk about, right? It's like uh, he calls his disciples, and some of them, mm-hmm. like the tax collector, like, oh, oh, I'm the sinful dude. And then he's going to the parties, and the religious leaders are like, why are you hanging out with these sinners? And he's like, it's not
2: the well that need a doctor, right? It's right. the sick. And that's who I came for. You know? Yeah. I was, I was going to ask you, what do you, what did you make of this in verse 12? And okay. this will okay. be a sign for you, a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in the manger. What, what in the world does that phrase statement image? What, what do you think he's like? Ha, what is the sign of a baby? Showing, yeah, you know I mean, what I
0: think it emphasizes humility, um, like the humble state with which God chose to come to mm-hmm. us to draw near to us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, yeah, there's probably more in there. I don't know. Did you have an idea when you asked the question?
2: <laughs> I mean, it is a perplexing thing, right? Yeah, and like this it, will be a sign for you because, like, uh, for me. I, I, my illustration, when I think about these signs, when you read them in scripture, this will be a sign, you know, God says this in Exodus many times, um, the sign will be this. And, uh, I think about Las Vegas, right? People go and they drive to Las Vegas and there's the famous Las Vegas sign. Yeah. You have made it to Las Vegas or whatever the sign says. And people stop there. They park their cars and then they take a picture in front of the Las Vegas sign. You've made it to Las Vegas. But in reality, they're not in Las Vegas yet. They're at the sign. The sign is pointing them to go to Las Vegas, right? You, yeah. you, you haven't made it until you drive another couple of miles, and then you're actually in Las Vegas. So the sign is pointing to something else. But in this story, it's weird because he's saying the sign. Like, I think Jesus is, is the point, right? He is everything. He is the place that you want to be. He is the person you want to be with. But he's saying that he's also a sign of something, and I I think it it is exactly what you just said. It's it's the nature by which this ba- this person, com- the Savior, comes to you. Yeah. He comes as a baby, wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And it is, as you said, this the sign is the humility. Yeah. Um, or or, or this this imagery is pointing you to something deeper which is that God humbled himself, became a man. Mm -hmm. Um, He took on weakness. He took on flesh, uh, which again, this message is coming to shepherds and they're thinking, dude, does God even care about me?
0: Yeah.
2: And, (laughs) or even know that I exist. And then he's like, yeah, because he came like one of you. Mm -hmm. And anyway, so I thought that was a pretty interesting thing to, because some people are, you know, they're confused by that. What is this sign that he's talking about? a baby wrapped in... so I thought that was not just the sign, but the point itself, you know? Yeah. So anyway, I was curious what you thought a little bit about that. Yeah. No, I don't...
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Would that sign, this baby, would it convey an idea of innocence for that culture? I don't know what ancient Jewish, or at least like this specific point in Jewish... Uh, theology, what they thought of a baby. Well, I mean, he tells them sinlessness,
1: a savior. <laughs> you are, you know, is born yeah, he in this does tell day. Yeah, and I think that is, and he's Christ. So yeah, I think he's Lord. Right. <laughs> yeah,
2: but he's not born in the castle. No. He's not born in the palace. Yeah, he's born in the city of David, though. In the city, the city, of, city David. of David. Yeah. Um. In Bethlehem. In Bethlehem, but he <laughs> is mm-hmm. in. A manger. I mean, actually, he's in a you know place where animals are eat, eat food. You know, I yeah. mean, he's not in a, a great place. Yeah, so I think that's the the shocking awe, the irony of the whole thing. Like you were saying there, Cody, like it's the reverse order. Um, mm. I thought it was kind of interesting because you you did make the point that these shepherds were probably not not very educated. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably true. Obviously, in comparison to the Pharisees and the Sadducees and things like that, and yet at the same time, it says, "For unto you this day is born in the city of David." I don't know about you, but I'm like, "City of David, what was that again?" What's the city of David? <laughs> and then, and then, they say to one another, "Let us go over to Bethlehem." Yeah, <laughs> they're like, "Dude, they knew they knew what it, right, the right, city right. of David was." So when they, when the angels said this, they're like, dude, we're not that far from Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. And and let's go see this thing that happened, which mm-hmm. the Lord has made known to us. And then they made haste um, to go. Anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting because yeah. it doesn't say specifically Bethlehem. It says city of David. But, you know, anyone who knows their Bible knows what the city of David is. It's Beth- and I think it's actually told earlier on in the prior story. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Joseph, all this is in verse four, went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. So mm-hmm. just a few verses earlier, yeah. he does clarify what that is. But anyway, I thought that was interesting that the way he words that with the with the yeah. shepherds, they, they were also in anticipation, waiting for the Savior to come and knew where he would come. Um, yeah,
1: I was kind of interested with the pattern that you brought up, which I thought was helpful. <laughs> of all the stories that I covered and even the story we kind of didn't emphasize this time around, which was, you know, the story of John the Baptist and Zechariah. Yeah. Um, but it just made me think about the fact that, um, like, yeah, why do you think the emphasis of, of the fear was so important? And I think we kind of already chatted about that. But I was Oh, the glory of
2: God. Yeah, that was a good
1: Yeah, have you ever um, actually... Seen depictions of biblically accurate angels? Have, have you guys <laughs> ever seen that? No. no. So uh, there, are, it's hard. Angels, like the way they're
0: described in like Revelation in a, and stuff. Yeah, like in yeah.
1: apocalyptic literature. I'm thinking Ezekiel specifically, but um, which I'll want to read this passage because it's wild. And um, just to give you an idea, now it's hard because sometimes they appear like men. It seems you know what I mean, like uh, sure. But then in Ezekiel, when he's having a vision, he describes it this way. When he's in heaven, looking at these cherubim or angels, he said, looked and behold, there were four wheels beside the cherubim, one beside each cherub. And the appearance of the wheels were like sparkling barrel or like that's like a stone, right? And as for their appearance, the four had the same likeness as if a wheel were within a wheel and when they went, they went in and of their four directions without turning as they went, but in whatever direction that the front wheel faced, the others followed with them, turning as they went, and their whole body, their rims, their spokes, their wings, and the wheels were full of <laughs> eyes all around. <laughs> <laughs> the, and and yeah. the wheels, uh, there were the four of them. As for, um, yeah, and every one of them had four faces. The first face was the face of a cherub, the second face of a human face, the third face of a lion... Anyways, it's obviously apocalyptic language, it's it's a prophecy, but this description of an angel, like if you were to actually extrapolate that and, and put it into some kind of artistic uh, rendition, it's not like you would think of those medieval ones, but I found this thing online. You have to look at this. I'll just look at this oh depiction. Gosh. So imagine this creature why, why with are angels so weird and eyeballs these things? surrounding it. <laughs> like look at it it's and i i looked this up and i thought dude this is this is crazy that's Uh,
0: certainly not what the angel on top of my nativity scene at home looks like no way right
2: right it's It's definitely a very effeminate man yeah Yeah. and uh,
1: (laughs) that's what i mean it's hard to know but if if something similar to what ezekiel is describing shows up i'm pretty sure you would be terrified out of your mind you know what i mean um and and of course the power that exists from the angelic beings, uh, they're obviously described as hosts, armies. Yeah. Right. And we glory know glory the Lord
0: shining it, around them.
1: Yeah. So it's 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 just wild to think about. I don't know if you uh, if you guys want to see that, you should just Google biblically accurate or like images of angels or whatever. It's it's a wild thing to look at, but um, anyways. Well, I
2: think th- I think the. And an angel appeared to them. I mean, it doesn't use the word like suddenly or something like that, but assuming they're just out there in the dark, right? These shepherds, they, they know who's there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, any, anybody's a little bit afraid of the dark. Yeah. And then all of a sudden some random person or being just appears out of nowhere in, in the wilderness or, you know, in these in the hillside. Certainly that would have been scary enough but then the glory of the Lord mm-hmm. shone around them, which is always the, the reaction in Scripture is a revelation of the goodness of God in light of my sinfulness. Who am I? You know, like the, yeah. this glory would be there. I mean, even Moses had to hide his face um, from the glory of the Lord. And obviously their reaction there is just classic. They were filled with great fear. Um, in First Peter... I think he talks about or maybe 2nd Peter about um uh, being hospitable and yeah. he says something about for some have unwittingly entertained angels. So, yeah, they, that's, a, they, that's they, a wild verse, dude. But I mean, yeah, you could be like, you know, showing kindness to somebody and they're they're looking like a human being, but then all of a sudden you know, he's saying maybe that was an angel. What was that you know, show on inform. like TBS or whatever? Touched by an
1: angel. Touched or something. by an angel. Remember that? That's you sure ever watch that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was like these three angels or I watched whatever. watched the reruns of it with my parents. dang. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember that. That was like the only free channel that
2: existed. And I remember watching angel. that. I don't know. I never saw it. You no? Know? what um, was the one? Was that? It's old school.
0: What's the one with Michael Landon, right? Where he's a uh, angel the whole time. The dude from Little House on the Prairie.
1: Mm, I forget. I yeah, forget. It's all good. There's a lot. But, of... But I mean,
0: certainly there. I mean, there's the apocalyptic literature description of angels. But there's like, you know, in Genesis, the people on the road, yeah, who clearly are like the Lord and other people with them. So, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, 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 Abraham, Abraham. So they serves were, them a meal. They look right. human. He
1: thinks they're human. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's I don't know. Angels are a weird thing. I'm sure there's plenty of study. I'm I sure you didn't go deep into that rabbit
0: hole. I did not. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. I don't.
2: I don't know if I would read Ezekiel into this <laughs> and think this was all of a sudden like eyeballs and wheels and all this stuff rolling through. It seemed like probably a more normal happening, um, but yet the glory of the Says Lord shown around them. But I'd, it is.
0: It is still this kind of you know lesson and contradictions. These like hosts, this army of angels came to announce peace well that happened the suddenly. glory of the light of the god shown to like a couple of people Ooh. in a field right yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. right you know
2: i and then again even like this king born in a manger in a yeah. manger
0: yeah. right like yeah
2: it's I, it is you were saying about your life group how they were curious among one another i'm not gonna say debate but like oh it was, a was it I was seeing, i wasn't there rob was in there oh, was you'd there. have to ask him I mean, and here's here's my take on that. Okay, who cares? Wait,
1: what was (laughs) what was the question? You got to set it up for our. The question was,
2: do you think that they were singing or just having like what a unified just conversation? And it did angels sing? Like like, uh, the three of us, let's say it together, just normal voices. Glory to God in the high. You know, just just, like who cares? Who cares? Like
0: that freaks me out
2: but yeah oh totally it's creepy if if but it's what in the i'm Bible, saying we should
1: care about it here what
2: i'm saying is what is the point of arguing about like moot point ideas what <laughs> sure, what is what sure. is the fact if they sang it or spoke it how does that add or take away from anything yeah. in the story other than wrecking our christmas songs
0: well that's what i think it was playful to say it, it was
1: it wasn't like in bad taste it was yeah, very it playful, was playful
0: but, because like are any of these songs true are angels singing yeah, angels yeah. we've heard on high well here here's Sweet, I mean, sweetly
1: singing over the breeze i i did look into this a little <laughs> bit because i was intrigued one of the one of the people in the group brought up i thought a, a pretty interesting point which i think they had read this somewhere but anyways, because I don't want to name them in the case. Anyways, but what the the whole point was, like, in Scripture, singing is a primarily human act that God has given humans to do mm, to worship interesting. him. Where angels worship and serve God a different way. Interesting. That's and there, interesting, there's that. something important about the way that God instills in humanity who are made in his image to sing that angels don't necessarily share. But if you look at scripture, you can't dogmatically say angels don't sing, but everywhere where we see it it's there, Yeah, there's no proof they do. And
0: no, none of the none of the Christmas accounts does it say that angels
1: sing. Right. It's, yeah. Um the they closest praised. is Job thirty eight seven, which says that at the creation of the world, the morning stars sang together, and all the angels shouted for joy. And in Hebrew parallelism, you would equate the the stars with the angels mm, singing and shouting. Mm-hmm. And so you that's close, but even that is poetic. And you could say maybe not, but at any rate, there's no way to say for sure they don't sing or they do sing. And so I think you're right; it's not worth debating about. But because it, s- it does it's in good fun. But yeah, it, yeah, know, yeah,
2: yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> Change the point that they were praising God. They were praising God. Which is really just the point. You know, whether they were singing with accompaniment or whatever is just sort of like irrelevant, you know? Mm-hmm. Um but but I we, think there was a
0: well, rock band, dude. That's why they were afraid. Yeah, yeah,
2: A big old metal. Like they
0: had never heard like, like stories.
2: I picture my guitar. angels <laughs> kind of like wings spread like Leonard Skinner. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. That did not happen. Oh, it could uh,
1: have. Goodness. What do you mean? No.
0: Well, God exists outside of time, dude. He had classic rock. I mean at this
1: time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hear I hear what you're saying. So another
2: say point that. I wanted to bring up on this in regard to these shepherds is, again, why is Luke telling this story? I think in many ways he's showing these shepherds as a pattern for not only, you were saying about the preaching of the gospel or the spreading of the gospel or something like that, and joy. And These shepherds are an example of what happens to a person in regard to maybe an early conversion experience, right? Yeah. So they're standing there. Boom, the gospel comes to them. Which, I mean, this is this is the gospel. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And here's the sign. So yeah, here, the two things are going on, word and deed. Uh, this is the word, the gospel word spoken to you, and this is the action proving that word. Um, so then they receive the gospel, both in word and deed, and then they respond to go and see this thing, and then they see it, this the sign that was spoken to them and then they make known what was told to them they they testify or give testimony Mm -hmm. to the faith or what was revealed to them by these angels and then they returned but different right yeah they first they were just sitting there doing their normal shepherding now they're returning to shepherd only this time they're doing it in the as completely different people converted changed filled with joy, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it has been told to them. And I think in one sense that shows the, the pattern of sort of what happens to a person, you know, you, mm-hmm. there's setting and there's new setting, right? Like I'm working a job. And then all of a sudden, like someone shares the gospel with me, a messenger, I hear it, I receive it. And, and then I give testimony to the fact that these this is what happened to me. And, and then I go back maybe to work the next day, but I'm not the same person again. Right. I'm, I'm a, a new creation, old things have passed away. The new has come. Yeah. But I, I thought that was interesting when I was reading it with my life group, seeing that pattern mm-hmm. flow that it's almost like Luke is showing once again in the way this story is coming out that, uh, it like going back to your earlier point, uh, or the emphasis of the author, right? The glory of God and these kinds of things, there's more going on. He, he wants you to be like these shepherds yeah, and he respond to the gospel he's bringing to you in his, in his gospel, Luke's gospel. And it'll look like this at the end of the day, you're going to, you're going to be a different person Mm -hmm. glorifying God, praising him for all you had heard and seen. Uh, anyway. Yeah, no, that's good. I thought that was a, Interesting revelation for me. What were your three applications at the end again? uh, I thought those were good. Look at the rundown, rundown, Aaron. Go and tell. (laughs) Go and tell. That's
1: what they did. They went. My question was only on a mountain. Did they actually go and tell or did they come and see? Because this was kind of, I like, well, both like, yeah, I think you're right. They went and 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 found
0: the sign and then they made known to everyone around what had been told to them mm-hmm. that's right yeah
1: so it was interesting because two things are happening simultaneously because originally like you mentioned the angels say there's a sign and they say let's go and see so it's like they are going to see the savior mm-hmm. whom is and then when they get there they tell all yeah so it's yeah. kind of two things are happening Two-parter. But it's kind of an interesting
0: right. going and telling
1: yeah and <laughs> <laughs> well go we we'll come and see too because it was like there is a savior is born for you Yeah, let's go see him so mm-hmm. it's I don't know there's it's just interesting to me but well
2: what um, what was the point again say it again go and tell go and tell and not the, show. The, and tell. the second point was what uh, treasure of joy and peace treasure of joy and peace but I think with the go and tell thing it's like what did what does it say they heard uh, they went and they praised God for all they had heard and seen so it's like yeah, I that's heard the, that's the third one Third like point, oh, yeah. what was it? What's the third one? Glorify and praise God. But I'm I'm pointing out the the senses of hearing and seeing, right? Mm. I they didn't just hear the gospel; they saw it. Yeah, lived out. Oh, I get you. You know you're saying. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, so that's like, a good point. I think as we preach the gospel, but also as we um, seek to explain it to others, we uh, we need to understand it's both. We have to communicate the gospel in words, but then we have to show the gospel in our actions. And we, I mean, obviously we're not going to present the baby Jesus and we're not going to present the crucified Jesus, but we can show who Jesus is through our love of one another, right? So as we preach the gospel to people and tell them about how Jesus came and how he can change their lives, then we have to show them what a changed life looks like. And then they'll see it and then say, oh, okay, if he can do that for you, he can do that for me, right? Which yeah. is largely, we would say, not just the individual transformation, but the corporate transformation. As they attend a church service and they see all these other transformed lives and they hear the gospel preached or proclaimed in word and in deed, um, that, that's the full-orbed sort of activity that I guess brings about proclamation yeah. and joy is people need to not just see the gospel, they need to hear it, but they need to not only hear it, they need to see it too. <laughs> and both of those things like happen together. But I think sometimes we we uh, emphasize one over the other. Yeah, Like some people, it's all about preaching the gospel. Like just just preach with words, but there's no relationship. There's no discipleship. There's no... You know, loving activity. There's no displaying the gospel. It's just mm. preaching it. And unfortunately, they don't know how to walk in that. You know how mm. how, how do I do what you're saying? Yeah. And so it, I'm only emphasizing that. And then some people, obviously, they do works, good works, and they show the gospel, but there's no connection to the act. what is making you do those good things. Right. And yeah, anyway. I mean, I
0: think we talked about that one. Did we a couple episodes ago? <laughs> Of the podcast where the, you know, the, uh, preach the gospel. Oh yeah. And and sometimes necessary use words, you know, like that idea that like, yeah, if you, if that's how you primarily preach the gospel, you're you're not quite getting there. Right. Right. (laughs) And (laughs) like, um, it's both, it's a balance of
2: both. Right. And I'm saying here in this way the other emphasis would be wrong too, to say, I just need to preach it and not show it. And and that happens again through your own personal testimony. You're actually living a transformed life. But then also in community, as you bring this person to church um, or to, you know, to a church gathering, then they see, oh, this isn't just like a you thing. There's a lot of people that the Lord has saved and different people. And maybe I could be a part of that. Yeah. And I think that that, that matters a lot um, because we do. We want, what was the second point? Joy, um, treasure up joy.
0: Yeah, that's, the, that's Mary's example, right? She I, treasured them up in her heart. She pondered them. She thought about them. Yeah.
2: That, that makes me think of in First John, you know, he says, this we have seen, this we have heard, uh, we've touched, basically the Lord of glory. And and he said, and we're proclaiming this to you. This is like the opening words of 1 John. And he says, we're saying these things so that your joy and our joy may be full. And that is kind of the hope when we preach the gospel is not only would our joy be full as we see someone come to Christ, but we want them to have joy mm-hmm. in coming to Christ because we know that outside of Christ, you can fiddle around with things that will give you a less joy, or you can experience true joy in in Christ. And so anyway, I think that's part of the aspect too. How yeah. do we do that though, Cody? How do we treasure up joy? Yeah, well, I mean, we alluded
0: to it earlier. Listen to the gospel being proclaimed, mm-hmm. you know, like engage in that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the example here is what she did. Like she... She took everything that was going on around her, and like, re- I mean, she is thinking deeply mm-hmm. about what God is doing, mm-hmm. um, and she is, you know, grateful, yeah, uh, for it. But because it's interesting, it's like people were amazed, but Mary treasured these things up and pondered them. Like she, like she is thinking more deeply than anyone else in the story. Like there's like, but then there was Mary and this is what she was doing. She was really thinking about it. For sure. Trying to discern the meaning, which is like kind of the Mary that we see over and over in all the narratives, this really thoughtful, like, you know, inquisitive about God and what he's doing person. But I think that's, yeah, I think that's one of the ways we treasure up joy. We like engage with God's word. Yeah. And uh, we engage in what, try to discern what God is doing in the world, and we we participate in that, we find joy.
1: As opposed to filling our minds with a bunch of, as you put it, garbage, garbage, (laughs) garbage,
0: garbage media, dude. Just like whatever news, you know, like they're, they're taking our guns, they're taking, (laughs) you know, like, you know, stuff that is like, is, you know, like we laugh, you know, but people are concerned about that. That is something that like, but. But it like should that be the thing that occupies the front of our mind the most? Yeah. Probably I not. I mean there's
1: there's all there's plenty of things that we all are susceptible that we could put in the category of garbage you know yeah oh yeah one but there are many other things but I think that's a good point it reminded me of the Philippians four verse right you know whatever is beautiful whatever is lovely like think on these things these are commendable things don't think on the things that are worthless and I think that's kind of what Mary's doing yeah the power
2: are you talking about the power of positive thinking (laughs) that's right (laughs) The
1: power of... of Tidying up. The which, is, of which is a heresy, <laughs> by the way. Gospel <laughs> thinking. I mean, she's thinking about... Yeah, it's not just... What po- is it's true. Not, yeah, it's not positive. It's not just yeah. any positive thing. No.
0: You're enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh darn it, people like you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> like Tavis Smalley or whatever that guy was on... No, what was his name? He was a Saturday Night Live character. He looks at himself in the mirror and just says... I forget. Nice things. <laughs> Gosh darn it, people like you.
2: <laughs> well, I, I, like one of the things, if I could give it a personal example of that. um Mary, well, I'll, I'll say this. Mary was treasuring thing, these things up because she also knew that there was great cost to this baby and uh, having this baby as a, mm-hmm. as a young girl, she was y- not yet married. Um And th- there was the narrative. This is not Joseph's son. Yeah. I was, you know, the immaculate conception, right? Like this, this is a different situation and people were not going to believe her. People were yeah. going to make fun of her. They were going to ostracize her. They were going to call her horrible names, all of them untrue, but but true from their perspective. And so she needed the testimony of these shepherds to come to her mm. and say, hey, uh, we saw this angel. Now she's, it doesn't say that she told them I saw an angel too. He came to me. Joseph doesn't say any of that, but oh man, an angel appeared to both of them. And now an angel appeared to these shepherds. And so there's, she's treasuring up this moment to, to remind herself that it's all worth it. Mm -hmm. When she goes through the, the hardship and through the ringer and people are saying all these things, she's going to remember that there, that God is doing something bigger than this hardship and it, it just as a personal anecdote to that, when I experienced hardship in the transition here, and to be honest, it felt like everyone was against me. Um, did an angel appear to you? No. Oh, uh, my name. My neighbors did. <laughs> like honestly, pe- people are somewhat you know jealous of my neighborhood, <laughs> and they should be because I have the best <laughs> neighborhood ever. Um, all, all my neighbors have, are such a blessing and an encouragement to me. And in moment, you know, the darkest moments on the, I, I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, but Brian, my neighbor across the street, um, I think he knew that I was going, I was having a really hard week and all he did was just walk up and just pull up a chair and just talk to me. And it was about nothing. It wasn't about church drama. It wasn't about, it was just, I don't know what, I don't remember what we were talking about, but he just sat there and spent two hours probably with me in my driveway. And what I'm saying is those moments, um, what I saw and still see God doing like just in my neighborhood, encouraged me to remind me that God was still with me and God is doing things still through me And even though it was small, it was very personal. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when attacks would come, I remembered I still have friends who actually know me and care about me. And -hmm. and these people saying these things don't actually know me. And so anyway, I think as I was thinking about Mary, as Christians, you need to treasure up these like really positive moments where you see God doing things in your life because there's going to be other people who will come in and try and convince you that that's not true. Mm. Yeah. And, and I think that those are the things that you need to treasure up and hold on to because the, the enemy will, will leverage hard all those other discouraging things. It sounds things, like you, you know? can't wait
1: to get back in the pulpit, Aaron. You're already preaching. Boy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Am I taking a sermon? <laughs> dude, I was my ministered. My I was sermon's ministered over, too. dude. <laughs> yeah. You take three weeks out, and you're like, you're, I could tell. You're just itching. You're like, oh, what about this? I need to say that. It's, it's funny to see. Well, he's, he's, he's
0: got some stuff he needs to proclaim, dude. But
1: more angels are coming. <laughs> Next week, we're going to talk about more angels. I mean, tons of angels all over the place in dreams and all kinds of stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I'm out again, thank God. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> uh should we train? I get to I get to put my feet up on the desk once again. I'm just right kidding. On. No, That's you got a happening. you got a task that I already gave you that yeah. you need to work yeah. on. No, Rob's giving me things to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or reminding me of things that I wanna do, but yeah. I keep putting off. Aaron's <laughs> like, I, I wanna
1: do this, I wanna do that. And he's like, you know, he's busy, he's got preaching to do and then this these <laughs> three weeks I'm like, Aaron, you <laughs> said you wanted to do this, I'm gonna <laughs> make you do you it. Have. Yeah. yeah, you got no excuse. Me and Cody are, are doing doing <laughs> That, you got time
2: that's true i do
1: okay well, since, i
2: appreciate
0: that since aaron's not doing much right now <laughs> let's uh let's highlight one of the people who volunteer their yeah, time to that's right to pick up the slack <laughs> volunteer of the week uh our volunteer of the week this week is jeff barrett oh jeff nice barrett uh we are that's highlighting right. him he uh with a stripped down band and uh you know people sick and and drummers not showing up i know lame drummers (laughs) like myself Uh, yeah jeff held down the you know the music he contributes so much with uh the way he plays Mm -hmm. um and it uh yeah it really helps to fill out the band but jeff's also been an awesome addition to the elder team yep. yes and, uh, and leading in small group and leading in small
1: groups and even with uh, a, a young baby what right like exactly. six months i mean this months? week this, this week
0: i think his whole family was sick oh uh, yeah um, but he he held it
2: out and and got to church anyways i mean the next yeah. thing i need to do is just get this dude up preaching more you know yeah so that i can do keep doing less <laughs> <laughs> do less work better. your way out of a job <laughs> that's the goal right yeah dude Four-hour four, hour, four hour work week. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, this is all in good fun, yes. people. This isn't true. This isn't good so, fun. So uh,
0: if you see Jeff, though, tell him how much you appreciate him, appreciate Indeed. his skill and the gifts that God's given him that he uh, gives to the church, but also uh, his leadership. Uh, Let him know he's a volunteer of the week. Tell him how much you appreciate him. Mm -hmm. It's time for Bible trivia right now. All right. Rob's going to have our Bible trivia. He's been investigating the weirdest part of the Christmas story. So I asked him to do the trivia. And I have, and I'll have some some silly Christmas trivia for the two of these guys after well, Rob stumps us.
1: In light of what I'm going to be looking at, what we're all going to be looking at this Sunday, which is the story of the wise men and Herod and the early early days of Jesus. Um, so men this men is from not, the Orient. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, Persia. Uh but anyways, this is the question, and this is not found in the Bible. So i I have two questions. I have one that's a Bible question, one that's more of a Christian tradition question. Okay. okay? So hurry up because I there gotta get are, to lunch. There are three gifts that are given, <laughs> right? Three uh, gifts. in this story in Matthew two. Yeah, I know them. Is that uh, the trivia? That's not the so trivia. Easy. That's so easy. Gold that's Frank- not the trivia. Mary. Well, first of Owned all uh, that doesn't necessarily mean there was three men, but apparently, you know, according oh, to boy. church tradition, there were three men and what are their names
0: oh uh shadrach Meshach,
1: <laughs> <laughs> negative Oh, no, okay no but you know yeah they're peter no. paul mary I, I i have no idea <laughs> you have no idea you, no, okay no 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 have is you it, seen it's the in movie? there it's in the scripture oh. their names their name is not in the scripture this is just oh, where church tradition have Wait, i seen the is movie this from what? the star like the names no <laughs> okay. although maybe no, it's not. no right, it's not all right all right all right um but this is like long-standing church tradition. It's it's hard to know. Like history doesn't quite let us know. It's not obviously recorded in the scriptures. I'm just going to point out this but, is technically not Bible trivia. No, it's not. I have another actual Bible <laughs> okay. trivia. Oh, dude! <laughs> but one of the people. One of the. Have you guys seen the movie Coneheads?
2: <laughs> no. Oh, no. come I know on. what movie you're talking about. Okay. Dan Aykroyd.
1: Dan Aykroyd. All right, their names were <laughs> Gasper, Melchior. <laughs> and Balthazar, <laughs> Balthazar, and Balthazar yeah. was the name of the. I do remember Balthazar. Of Dan yeah. and Conehead. Anyways, I thought that was kind of funny. That is. Uh, funny. Those are the three. Uh, you know, tradition holds. Who knows if it's actually yeah. true? But here's the real Bible. <laughs> he gets question. church
2: tradition from Coneheads. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, Conehead stole it from from church tradition. Probably. Um, yeah. who? And I think Cody I already mentioned it to you, so you might not be able to answer this one if you know it. Okay, but I won't. if I um, what. Who there was a prophet who prophesied about this star that would point to a scepter that would come mm. out of Israel, mm. a a um, minor
2: or, minor or major prophet. A uh,
1: well, I give guess a I guess I'll say minor to give you some help, but um, Daniel. It says it, <laughs> a star shall come out of Jacob, it was Daniel. A scepter shall come out of Israel. No, oh it, it my God! It is the prophet oh. you.
2: It's the prophet I will what? You
1: well, he this prophet does not have a book of the Bible named after him.
2: Oh well. Yeah.
1: And it's uh. also a prophet who uh was sort of a false prophet, but correctly prophesied. Oh my
2: gosh, it's Balaam. Yeah, Balaam. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. That's how a good wild one. is that?
1: Yeah, I mean, that that's a whole interesting thing we'll get into on Sunday. But uh, there, that's the closest. What we'll
2: get into Balaam?
1: No, no, no. Oh. Like the fact that the wise men probably were instructed by Daniel when he was in captivity in Babylon, and could have were probably aware of the prophecies made by Balaam, one yeah, of which yeah, points to yeah. the start. Because that's the only. Like biblical reference, Matthew doesn't specifically point to it. But, anyways, it's pretty interesting. Which,
2: this, you know, I just, we just realized we just answered a question that we were talking about yesterday. So, let's say we were talking about Ravi Zacharias. Okay. I was not in this discussion. I was not either. Some of us were talking about Ravi and how uh, here's a guy who did all this great work for Christianity and then Mm. dies. And then we find out he was like totally. You know, not who he said he was, and right. was doing a lot of stupid things. So then the ethical question comes in: is <clears throat> do we continue to read Ravi, and or in others like that? Right. Sure. Yeah. And in one sense, we have an example in Balaam, right? Yeah. Here's here is a essentially false prophet. Right. And yet, at the same out time, out for money. Out for money. He was wicked. Uh. Yeah. I think Peter says that, right? Uh-huh. Who Who says that about Balaam? Yeah. Um, and yet. Here he is prophesying about Jesus, and he blesses the nation of Israel. I mean, he does a lot of things that you're like, "Ah, he's not that half bad. (laughs) Um, It's a weird story. man. And and he's in the Bible. I mean, he's actually in there, which is not to say that, I mean, there's a lot of crazy characters in the Bible. It doesn't mean they're commendable, but... Anyway, that's an interesting yeah, thing to think about. Second
1: Peter two, he does talk about Balaam, wicked Balaam. Yeah, wicked Balaam, a man who was willing to entice the people of God to their destruction, all for the sake of his own personal profit. Yeah, that's yeah, like he one, was
2: he was making that's not money, from dude. The scripture, but that's the commentary. Yeah. He's yeah. those he's those preachers today trying to get rich off the gospel, you know. But
1: what he said was truly from God and was a blessing. That's what's wild. Yeah, that
2: is wild. Yeah, very wild. Anyway, good good. Uh, yeah. I thought uh, Good Bible trivia.
0: I thought we could close out with a little bit of general silly Christmas trivia. Okay. Oh, this was boy. A, this, is a so this is a competition we had. So much trivia. It's a competition we had at youth Cody, group. Cody
2: couldn't handle not doing it. Yeah, Damn. this is a
0: competition we had at youth group. I figured you guys could play one-on-one. Okay. Winner, uh, I don't know, gets one of the candies that Melody leaves in the office. Okay, great. Gets. Okay, ready? <laughs> All right, so the game's called This and That. Mm-hmm. Here's how it works. I'll tell you two clues. Mm-hmm. You put them together. The end of the first answer is the beginning of the second answer. So here's an example. Small male rhythmist plus one direction. Little drummer boy. Little drummer boy band. Oh, got it, got it. One direction boy band. Small male rhythmist. Little drummer boy band. Little drummer boy band. Got it, got it, got it. All right. Are you ready? All right. Deck the hall's refrain plus. 2016 California movie musical La La Land.
1: La 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 land. La 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 land.
0: Good, good, good. Wow, okay. that okay. was pretty good. Okay. Uh Global Happiness plus Earth Battle of the 1940s. <laughs>
2: I have no idea. Joy to the World War II. Yeah. Yeah, i <laughs> this. I'm, I'm good this at this, one. bro. All right, ready? Oh, my goodness. Ready? Quiet
0: evening <laughs> plus exhibits come to life.
1: Silent night at the museum. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron <laughs> wake up. Are you playing?
2: Uh, what in the world is happening right now?
1: <laughs> this is a great game, Cody. All right,
0: ready? Mariah Carey smash hit. Mm-hmm. Plus video sharing website.
2: Um,
1: Video sharing website. All I want for Christmas is YouTube.
0: <laughs> Dude, Rob is slaughtering you right oh now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, I'm getting oh a phone he's call. getting a phone call. All right, here you go. Here's okay, the last, last one. one. This one's worth... Uh, All the marbles. <laughs> this one's worth seven points. You could come back and win, right? Now. Oh my goodness. Okay, ready? Little drummer boy refrain plus... Fall Starbucks favorite.
2: Falla la la Little drummer
0: boy. Little drummer <laughs> boy totally refrain. That's totally wrong.
2: Dang it. Okay. The little drummer
0: boy refrain.
2: Um, uh, wait, wait. barum bum bum barista? I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're really close. You're getting there. A fall uh, starbucks
1: pumpkin latte <laughs> yeah i <Yeah, laughs> <Yeah>. got <laughs> it
0: pumpkin spice latte was the correct answer oh, all right that's it we'll <laughs> leave it at that <laughs> <versch Efendimiz. laughs> rob absolutely destroyed you at that game <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's right.
0: Thank you for listening to the Canby Christian Church podcast. For more information about the church and its ministries, visit canbychristian.org.